For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. Well, hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and uh, I was saved. I was saved by a flying wild chunk in a loincloth. <laughs> no, loincloth. I'm not exactly a <laughs> loincloth. Good lord. <laughs> and I'm Carter. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that takes some yodel skill. Can you yodel? No, I Carter, don't think do you, I why can. Why are you shooting from the hip at all these good vocal <laughs> things at the top of every episode and nailing it? Funny good vocal things reference. <gasps> I'm shooting from the hip because I've got an okay Phil Collins impersonation. I think that makes me hunky. So you think that's enough to make you the hunk? Yeah. You think that just because you have a good Phil Hollins impression. Phil Hollins. <laughs> you know him. Phil Hollins oats. <laughs> why, don't yeah, you, yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you hit us with some of that? Okay. <clears throat> I could get out of that Tarzan yell voice yeah, and just yeah. start yodeling it. Yeah. Falling so small, you seem so strong. My arms will hold you, keep you safe and warm. That's pretty good. Yeah, right? Hunky. That's pretty nice. good. That's, That's really, really good. Nice. But uh, and I don't mean to I don't mean to sip from your bowl necessarily. Okay. It's never heard that. <laughs> I'm not trying to <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to slurp your soup. Dude, what is happening? But uh, I got I do a pretty mean Collins impression too. Okay, Bill Collins. Oh, oh all right. Phil, Phil's long lost country musician brother. <laughs> all right, observe. Old <clears throat> power to be strong, and the wisdom to be wise. All these things will come to you. <laughs> is there a way to? Get, can I give up the hunt? <laughs> I'm not the hunk anymore. That's the best Bill Collins impersonation. That's a good Bill Collins. Hey, thanks, guys. You know I've what? Ever. Can we just give a collective hunkship to the Collins family for this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill. Bill, Phil, Phil and Lil. Lil. <laughs> Dude. Amazing. What an energy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Wait, hang on. Phil Collins' daughter is named Lily. Uh-huh. Do yeah. you think his full name is Philly? Philly, Philly Collins. Philly Collins. I mean. And do you think you serve him like open face on a big sandwich bun with it. like chopped up onions and melted <laughs> oh, cheese on him? Sandwich bun. <laughs> Goodness. Why do we have so much energy right now? I bet I know why. Why? Do you? I think that's your part. To, oh. <laughs> I'm setting you up, man. <laughs> I also know. Why. That's what's known as a, as a bump set fart. It's just when you forget the spike portion. <laughs> Let's hey. rewind it. Rewind it. Say that part again. Why do we have so much energy right now? I think I know why. Yeah? It's because we're about to talk about a movie. Oh, I bet that's it. And you know what that movie is? Tell me. <gasps> Tarzan. Tarzan. I just want to be like, tell me together. <laughs> tell, tell me, me all, all of us. us. Tell me, me us. <laughs> Whoa, is that what that movie's about? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Whoa. Hey, Dosh, grab a vine and swing on down because it's time to head to Synopsis Town. <laughs> 
<laughs> is it a Bill Collins song? Yeah. How's it go? And grab this vine. It. <laughs> Gotta get the. <laughs> Grab a vine and swing on down. Bradley Cooper? What's going down? It's an up it That's definitely my favorite song from You're Star is Born. You're such a hunk right now. It's all Collins, baby. All credit to Collins. All glory to Collins. Tell us about this. Synopsize us. Yeah, hit us. A young boy is orphaned in the jungle, uh, is raised by a family of gorillas. Um, gorillas. And then... Uh, he meets humans when they come to the jungle later. This is kind of one that I feel like everybody's seen. Sure. So that's it. That's what we need to know because we're going to spend the next hour or so talking about this movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shall we jump in? Oh, please. The movie opens with the Disney castle, traditional. <laughs> but what's not traditional about it is that our first sounds are the beginning of two worlds. The first song on the original soundtrack for this movie. Yeah. We open to the pounding drum beats, the flames, and then we see the sinking ship. Yep. What an intense opening sequence. Oh, yeah. For yeah. this movie. This, the opening is so, so good. And sad. Yeah. Callie asked me last night, she was like, were they the only people on the ship? And I said, no, I think they're the, they're the only, only survivors. survivors. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is... How dark this is. Yeah. Very so. And they jump in their boat. And as they're rowing to shore, we get kind of simultaneous shots of Kerchak and Kala, although we don't know them as that yet. Yeah. Because we're just seeing this sort of tribe of gorillas heading through the jungle with it's a newborn a, baby. It's called a troop. Uh, fun fact for you. Is Nat, it really? It's, it's me, Nat Geo Doge, telling you that a family of gorillas is called a troop. Hey, speaking of Nat Geo, Disney owns National Geographic. Do they really? No way. Yes. They I was stop. looking at a Disney Plus tease to like, they're going to email me with updates. And they had five big things up there. And it was like Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Pixar, and then National Geographic. I'm so down. So I that's can, all over I Disney Plus nature too. documentaries. Yeah, it'll be everywhere. Jeez. Oh, man. Also, I had no idea. another fun fact. Have you heard of, and we've talked about, There's there were some more blatant ones. Like in Hercules, he's wearing scar skin. Right. Um, yes. But this ship, have you all heard the the theories of how this ship is the one that Ariel is keeping all her trink- trinkets and stuff in? This sunken ship that the parents were on? heard that and heard that Tarzan is, like Tarzan's parents are Elsa and Anna's parents. Yeah, oh, I've heard that brother. one. I personally hate that one a whole yeah. lot. I think yeah, you're I on board too. with it being the... The ship from I can't too. The Little this, Mermaid. This, but this was the end of the Renaissance. Does that movie take place off the coast of Africa? Because that's where the ship went down. Who knows? No, it's it's people reaching, people reaching. But anyways, yeah. we're back. This is one of the more morbid beginnings. It is like it's um, it's crazy intense. Yeah. Um. I mean, we see three deaths within the first five minutes and of this movie. Oh, the, the worst one's the, the baby. baby. Oh, the baby gorilla. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It hurts. We're and spending a lot of time talking about it, but Phil says it best when he says, no words describe a mother's tears. True no words. So yeah. I think we should probably go ahead and rate the movie and wrap up. Yeah, like, just go Phil, ahead and call it Phil's a day. got it. Phil's got it, got yeah. it on lock. Um, but I, I do want to give huge props, big pump on even this early, like, facial animation for these characters. Like, yes. yeah. Kala's face when the baby well, there's is no lines killed. There's no for a while. Yeah. It is so painful. This was, this, we talked about it last week, but Hercules was criticized for its simple animation. This is only two years after Hercules. And, like, the places they're able to take these characters non-verbally is miles and miles deeper yeah. than we can go with the characters I mean, what? There's, there's no dialogue until... Kala brings Tarzan to, Kala the, brings to the Tarzan trip. back. Yeah. That's five minutes at least. Mm-hmm. But um, something else that's, that's crazy to me is like if Hercules is gorgeous on one level, to me, this movie is gorgeous on another level. Like yeah, even at the beginning. Yeah. The colors, the saturate, like. Well, this was a gorgeous that I felt I could be more a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that made it feel more attainable. And it's not as stylized as Hercules. And I think it's what we're, it's like yeah. gorgeous because it's so lifelike. It, and it's essentially it's yeah. like it's cartoon photorealism almost. Yeah. I mean, outside of going on to Clayton's ship at the end, it's pretty much the same setting the entire time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way that, beautiful. so I actually do want to, I think in our Aladdin episode, we talked about how Disney uses CG and it never works. It works so well in With this. The it does. The vine, like a lot of these, some of the treetops are too. 
even like environments that the characters are walking through, like when there's a shot of the gorillas walking towards the camera, that's a 3D shot that they've motion tracked. Like the camera, the way we're that's able to cool. move the camera around in this movie is unlike any other movie from this period. When Kala goes to get Tarzan from yes. the house, that camera does a tracking shot through the the like treetop house to the outside when she's running from Sabor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how did they even do that? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Let's spend just a little bit of time, enough that I can uh, stomach on Sabor. Yeah. Sabor is, first of all, Sabor I think was originally going to be some kind of predator that wasn't even in that environment. I think Sabor was going to be a lion. Well, Sabor was a, a jaguar in the book. I don't know why, but there was, at some point they were saying, we're not going to do that. But Interesting. Jaguar makes sense because of the setting. But Sabor has one of the m- largest amount of like confirmed kills on screen. Because like Hades is like, it's assumed that he was a part in killing millions of people uh, or lording over them. But Sabor has some Quickly, like quickly, like Three really fast. Death. Yeah, uh, we lost them, and then that, that we weren't checking the boxes throughout the series. But um, and part of that is probably because we forgot because Hercules actually has two sets of parents, right? Which is not normal for a protagonist in a Disney movie. Um, Tarzan kind of does. He kind of does, yeah. yeah. And he' gonna lose seventy five percent of them. So, yep. Real, real tough. Yeah. But uh, baby Tarzan's cute. Baby Tarzan, Absolutely I think, absolutely adorable. Cuter than baby Hercules. I agree. Yes. And it like again, and then the it in- begs the question: How they do that? Yeah, dude. It, like the innocence too, though, of having the baby there that doesn't really grasp what just happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! It's, there's so much that it's I like can't a- remember a movie. There's not many Disney movies like this that pull you in this quick. Like yeah, I'm invested. I agree. And yes, a lot of it has to do with, and I think we're all just trying not to talk too much about the soundtrack yet because that's our <laughs> absolutely. Lives. I'm just, but so much of it yeah. does have to do with what Phil Collins was able to create. Is and the it, transitioning of song yes. and to, the timing of bringing it in, yeah, it's tough to beat. That, it's, it's, that like two worlds <clears throat> reprise that comes back in when she finally carries him out of the house back to the troop yep. yeah. is pretty unbelievable. It gives me like a little bit of Harry Potter vibes in terms of like a baby who just had something horrific happen that it yeah. doesn't really know what's going on. You're absolutely. Absolutely. Honest, team. It won't know about that until later. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think Hercules does this a little bit too. Um, but it doesn't seem as devastating in the movie Hercules as it does here in Tarzan. You know what I mean? Like, I think it seems much more like there is no real coming back from this. No. Yeah. No, there's nobody who's got the power to bring somebody back from the dead. Yeah. In this one. And, that, and even that's a hint hard. at it. Yeah. Well, and even even his adopted family, they are gorillas. And like as much as we see the love throughout this movie, like they're not humans. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's its own sort of level. I have never of realized how much Tarzan looks like his dad. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly like his. Dad. I don't it's think I realized until this time much. that it's just him with a mustache. Yeah, which but, is cool. Yeah, but um, I, I want to talk about Tarzan as a kid for a little bit, mm-hmm. like a a young boy. His animation as like this, just this like bouncy, jumpy, springy little skinny kid, like juxtaposed against all these ginormous gorillas, is so interesting. Because I think it sets you up to expect him to be this small, weak thing for the rest of this movie. Sure. And then when we get our transformation, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but when we get that and he's a fully capable growth, like, I think it makes for almost a shock of like, oh, he did it. You know? Yeah. Um, But Kid Tarzan dealing with finally understanding that he's not the same and finally understanding that he is not like those that are around and him. He doesn't even really belong anywhere. Yeah. And I, yeah. I had to look up. I was confused. I didn't know how long gorillas lived. And I was like, come on. 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. 40 years. So yeah. it's fully realistic. Yeah. And Kala is a double diz. It's going close. Yes. Cruella. So we've got her again. Two completely different characters. And yeah. so... <clears throat> Good. Really good. Something I didn't pick up until this time watching it. This is probably the first time I've watched Tarzan since I'd say I probably watched it about four or five years ago. Yeah. Um Kerchak is the only adult male gorilla. Yeah. Mm, yeah. He has known as that. So all of those little babies are Kerchak's babies. Right. I, I didn't notice that until this time. This seems, I didn't even which think, I guess I is why Turk calls Kala Aunt Kala. Yeah. Yeah. Decidedly anti-Disney. When <laughs> when you were a kid. Did you realize that Turk was a girl? Yeah. I did not. I don't think I did. 
And then I found out it was Rosie O'Donnell. And then, I, then I automatically would have the. I think connection. it's because she she had like the black and silver like Kerchak instead of the uh the like brown fur like um yeah she's gray collar yeah she's yeah. like a I guess that's to differentiate her from the so you can point her out like when they're running together and definitely stuff, but, but yeah. I think as a kid it was for me it was just like oh that like the silverback ones are the boys yeah. and the, you know what I yeah. mean I don't um, know why to be clear she doesn't have she's right not a she's not a silverback yeah. but she was colored up like um. Yeah. Kerchak was yeah. almost my super pump, but my pump for sure. Before we before we leave adolescent uh, Tarzan, when he's grabbing the mud, he's he's kind of run off. Ugh. He's covering himself in the mud, and he's thinking maybe this makes me look more like a gorilla. And then Kala comes up. That that is some of some of the best writing mm-hmm. to where she yeah. says she's so uh, motherly, so motherly, um, essentially saying like we both have hearts. So that's yeah. what makes us the same. I got emotional. Dude, I did too. Dude, and I got yeah. emotional at him slapping the water and just rub like oh. I don't know something about the pain of a kid. Uh, somebody it happens a lot to adults too, and it hurts. But a kid thinking that changing their appearance would bring them acceptance, and like changing who they are and what they look like and what they're made up of would bring them accept. Like I don't know it. It never hit me like that when I was younger, but watching it now and seeing like a kid slapping mud all over yeah. themselves to look more like the gorillas that they're like I don't know it hurt a yeah. lot. For some reason. But before we move on to adulthood, I do want to talk about baby Tantor. (laughs) Uh, It's a four-year-old. Is it really? That's amazing. Yeah. It's a four-year-old. And because he couldn't read, he was just saying the lines after someone would say them to him. That's That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Yes. Most adorable voice. But he has in the in the scene right before the piranha attack mm-hmm. he has one of the most quoted lines in my family's history in which Chelsea's is the, family too the, Same is this my water sanitary yeah. it looks questionable to me every Gosh. time every, every time we went to pool, a swimming pool every swimming pool every lake every like yep. anytime my yep. mom me my brother one of us is gonna go dunk our toe in and hey yep. guys yep is that every time yeah <laughs> and so it has so a special cute. place in my heart because of that I think and also one of the two gorillas hanging out with Turk is Max from a goofy movie have you seen that movie before? Nope. Do you like that? Nope. <laughs> I've never heard you talk about it. I know. I'm hiding behind my pop filter. <laughs> uh, I do want to point out that I love the element that Disney's included of Tarzan being a good natural mimic. Yes. Uh, when he can make like an elephant sound when he makes- That's that fine. That's a lot of Comes back fun. when he makes a gunshot sound later. And that's how he learns English from right. Jane and her father. Though very that's quickly. A, but... a, well, that's an element that's not present in the right. Edgar Rice Burroughs, Tarzan of the Apes. In that, he goes back to his- treehouse where his family was killed and he finds books like picture books mm-hmm. teaches himself to read from that but he can't speak english he can read it but he doesn't know how to speak it doesn't know what the sounds um are. so goldwin i think his name's tony goldwin yeah of the goldwin meyer like oh. of, of the mgm family uh he shout out to all the scandal fans out there but that's fitz that's the president <laughs> from scandal um, but he was supposed to actually do a British accent because those that were teaching him English were British. Mini Driver, who we'll get to Jane in a little bit, does a really good job. I forgot how much I like mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, because he did not do a very believable British accent, they just kept him American. Because ultimately that wouldn't make sense that if he's learning English, yeah. that he would speak I never questioned it as a kid. No, I didn't either. But I don't think anybody does. Watching but. this now, I was like, wait, that's weird. Right. But. Interesting. Good choice for the voice acting. It yeah, didn't even excellent. click with me. Yeah. <laughs> until, until right now. Right now <laughs> that he's mimicking their British accents with an American one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Jordan went from buying the poster to streaming just yeah, now. Yeah, I hate this movie now. <laughs> No, that's crazy. I, I've literally never thought about that. Yeah. That's hilarious. And I'm, I'm just starting to notice something. For a lot of the, like our male protagonists, they're hardly ever big A-list guys, right? Yeah. Sidekicks get the bigger billing. Do you think that's on purpose? I do. And I think the reason is a lot of the sidekicks are supposed to be funny. So and you want someone who's got a, a recognized humor. Yeah. So we get Danny DeVito. I get that. We get Robin Williams. Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Yep. Big name funny is going to be a bigger draw, I think, than big name lead for and animated we get, yeah. we get Rosie O'Donnell and there's nobody funnier. 
She uh, does a great job as Turk. She does. Villains are usually relatively A-list or closer to A-list. Yeah, than, not Clayton, than, though. Not Clayton. There wasn't really a lot in this one. Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't a lot of big names. Wayne Knight, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell's probably the most recognizable name. Oh, easily. Yeah. Well, Glenn Close. I mean, Glenn Close. Well, yeah. Did you guys know that the Tarzan yell, which also I noticed for the first time is perfectly on pitch with the music. Yes, it is. Uh, the, it resolves down I to did the third also of that last. This, uh, not- that yell is provided by the voice actor of Clayton. Yeah. Not Tarzan. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I read that. He's interesting. Uh, once again, Patrick Stewart was someone who had been thought to play Clayton, a villainous role. Yeah. Wow. So he missed out on Jafar and Clayton. They also had thought of Ian McKellen. But wow. Um, I do like our, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. The Clayton voice actor, Brian Blessed. Blessed was excellent. I Man, mean, so good. Forgot how much I hate Clayton. Yeah. Like big time, the worst. So let, let's let's get to adulthood, and um, the way that we get there is the, Brian, oh. Brian Blessed also plays Boss Nass. Yeah, Star no Wars episode way. one. Yeah, are you kidding me? Isn't that funny? That is hilarious. Misa no like the gorilla. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a bomb bad trouble. Bomb bad, big bomb bad trouble. Um, Use must go going through the planet core. <laughs> 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 Always a big fish. But we get our transition into adulthood in the coolest way. Pump ever. Do you it, know who they huge pump? You know who they used for influence on the uh vine surfing? No. I do. It's the best thing in the world. I've, I've wait, wait, stolen wait, wait, wait. some of your uh like hot info. I want to Is I want to give Is it Tony Hawk? <laughs> it is Tony Hawk. Guys, Tony Hawk. <laughs> Well, it's 1999. This dude. movie just got Of course, better. it's Tony Hawk. It's 1999. That's what made me think this movie of it. comes out. Yeah, because it's, I, I, I'm not even kidding. I have vivid memories as a child of like watching this movie on VHS and then immediately going to play Pro yep. Skater One yep. on my Nintendo 64. Did you, did you ever play Disney Extreme Skater? The Disney, Disney Extreme Skater, no. Disney skating no. one. Yeah, I played that a lot. Tarzan did um, it, I'm sure. Yeah, big one time. of the animators. So one of the main animators' sons. Environment animator sons was uh, fifteen at the time was getting into extreme sports like many were because the, it was in the mid to late nineties yeah. sure um, and was using a lot of that and he was like yeah let's look at how Tony pa- Tony Hawk rides that wave that is so cool yeah but really really neat I do want to talk about the Son of Man sequence um, and I'm going to use this as an opportunity to strike while the iron is hot mm-hmm. <laughs> my super pump for this movie hands down no question didn't don't even have to think about it is Phil Collins soundtrack. My super pump for this movie, hands down, no question. Don't even have to think about it. It's Phil Collins' soundtrack. Same. Yeah. It, this, I mean, is a, this is the first super de-duper pump in many moons. Yeah. It's been a while. This, I mean, same. this wouldn't even be the same movie without no. it. No. No. Not even close. Mm-mm. No. I mean, to, to think of like what Phil Collins did is the reason that, that iconic things like <clears throat> Beauty and the Beast did not make this list. Right. Like a yeah. lot of things did not make this list. Yeah. And Tarzan is, does, and, 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 and it, I remember it. Or I'm glad to see that it doesn't ride so much the coattails of the Phil Collins soundtrack. Because to me, it was like, I used to think that's the only reason a lot of people love it is the soundtrack. But giving it a watch like this, a pretty critical watch, was like, no, actually, this is a well-rounded movie. And it works together. It's not just because it was good music. It was like the music was written for this movie. Right. Right. And it's the kind of thing where like... the soundtrack is the icing on the cake. And the cake's pretty solid, but Still the icing really is cake. so much better. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The icing is just so good. And Son of Man, this sequence of him aging, journey from boy to Mayan. The Son of Man <laughs> looked... But like, it's it's my favorite song on the soundtrack, first of all. Yeah, me too. And then, uh, not by a long shot. I love a lot of them, but mm. it's my favorite song on the soundtrack. Okay. And... His jump in the water where he spins up off the back oh, and then yeah, dude. he's a full grown man and comes back down and like just watching him learn and become I mean, he sets out to like, I wanna belong. And that's his whole drive behind training and getting oh, good. I prove he, it. Yeah. He makes tools to bridge the gap between some of the skills that he lacks and you know, well, he spends this is a lot showing of his- like men. Like, right. Which then oh, the transition is so good because it's saying like, here's how much more powerful humans are. Ultimately, and then gunshot, gunshot, Ugh. which was, but the gunshot happens <sighs> post. We do need to talk about the Sabor fight. 
right? Yes, that's incredible. Is the gunshot after the Sabor fight? Yes. It is. It is. It's right we, after that. We end with, we end Son of Man with him standing on the branch. He turns and looks. It's that iconic Tarzan in the branch kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you're right. It is Sabor right it's, after. It's, now, is this still Sabor is my question. Yes. It's been 20 years. Right. There was some trivia on this that... Oh no! Wait, 20. maybe it's wrong. Maybe 20. maybe it's like fifteen or so is is like the age of a of a jag. I can't remember exactly. Is it a jaguar or a leopard? I thought it was a jaguar. It's a jaguar. Is there a difference? Yeah. Don't look at me, guys. <laughs> I've never seen anybody speeding down the highway in a leopard. That's the only difference I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think the it's Sabor supposed fight. to be. I think it's Sabor. Yeah. And uh, what a cool. I mean, I I I said out loud during this fight. This movie just has no right to be this awesome. Right? There's so much of it that's just unapologetically very cool. Yes. And this fight with Sabor is brutal. It is intense. And it, I think it's supposed to be the first time we see Tarzan tell Kerchak, step out the way I got this. You know what I mean? Leopard. It's a leopard? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sabor, though, Burroughs <laughs> did have Sabor as a lion. A lioness. Interesting. But um, this, yeah, this fight is real good. And it's nice and long. I think we haven't had... It is long. And Tarzan does a lot of things, not necessarily against the grain, but not what we're used to. But to have a big, legitimate antagonist-protagonist fight and death this early. There's a lot of death and a lot of bleeding. And like, it's a pretty violent... Well, Disney movie. And the cool one of the cool things about this fight is that the reason Tarzan wins is because he is not the size of a gorilla. Right. And he can scramble underneath mm-hmm. these places. But but what brought me to that is when he's under those roots in that tree, that is scary. I mean, like, yeah. Sabor's claws are massive and just pounding through that wood. And, mm-hmm. like, Tarzan's just crawling Tarzan, smaller I wish smaller. they would have kept the cut. Me Tarzan too. Tarzan gets cut pretty bad, then it's gone it for is the rest just of the gone. movie. It, not even the rest of like, a couple seconds later. I think it would have been pretty cool to keep the scars. Yeah. I don't know if that's like I'm an older older man now and like, well, yeah, I think a young Carter would have wanted that too. But <laughs> yeah. Big boys love scars. The reveal though was pretty cool of how he killed Sabor. Yeah. Like what, coming out of the pit, yep. we see yeah. Sabor first and then he gives his real big yell. Yeah. Yeah. I got so hyped. Good. It's so good. <laughs> but then we do, so we see the triumph of a primitive tool over nature. Yeah. And then we hear... The gunshot. The gunshot. Is that the is that the read that you guys get from this story? Like, is it like a man? I don't think this no, is a man versus nature story. I don't think no, it's about I don't the think triumph that, of man over nature. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the foundation. No, I think yeah. they're setting up how much more dangerous a man like Clayton is by showing that a man with even a small tool is dangerous to an animal. And so I, a man with essentially a red hot shooting knife is even scarier. You know what I mean? Like, you mean a gun? Oh, yeah. No, that's the one. That's the one. I think too, because it happens immediately after the killing of Sabor. And intentionally, what Clayton is wearing is to look like a leopard. And so it's to say like, actually, there's bigger threats. Yeah. And man is a big threat. It's It feels a little bit of the vibe of Pocahontas. <laughs> it's yeah. like uh, coming into a primitive world with industry. Uh, not as heavy as that, right? But the gun yeah. kind of represents that a little bit. But and even the first time we see Clayton in like these tall reeds or whatever that is, it's like the first time we saw Sabor, almost the exact same frame. And he's even dotted with sunlight to kind of make it look like he's leopard-like. And he's, Interesting, he's yeah. clearing out the jungle ahead of him too, like yeah. to make way for man. No, mm-hmm. I, I do not think this is a man versus nature story. No, it's, it's But I do think it has story. elements of man versus nature in it. Yeah. Um, and I, because I think that is the singular largest threat that a man like Clayton imposes. It feels like nature versus man, though, right? It, yes. Because, that's a better way of saying it. Because it's not that's man versus nature because we're, it's, it's ultimately about the, the upside down, <clears throat> the upside down type of story that that is, that like man versus nature is the wrong fight. Yeah. And because right. we're talking about this fight, too, it's not like, it is nature versus man because nature's really what ends up killing our antagonist. Yeah, quite literally. It's not man yeah. killing man. So Right. And nature wins. I mean, that's that's what totally flips the script is like Tarzan ends up going back to England. Right? In the book, yeah. Because In the he's, book. he's heir to the Clayton What a Manor. lame movie. Yeah. What a lame movie that would have been. Yeah. Right? That would have yeah. totally changed this so vibe. But the book is 
I don't know. I know you were going to talk about that. The book is so very different from this. So in the book, Tarzan is a killing machine. Like he's John Clayton the third. Right. Right. Like he's the heir of Clayton Manor in Scotland. But John Clayton is not the villain in the Tarzan Whoa, book. I didn't know that. So you don't he have is, history on the Tarzan is, stuff. He's Jane's fiance. Ooh. And is sort of a nobody, ca- not a nobody character, but like he doesn't really lean either side. The, yeah. the bad guy is actually, um, oh, 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 oh. Magneto. Yeah, Magneto. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, there's no metal around, so he's kind of weak so in the jungle. Limpy. No, I can't remember who the, the bad guy is, but it's, uh, yeah. So John Clayton is there. Jane is there. Jane so is an cool. American student. Her father does not exist. Like it's, it's again, it's kind of a, the Disney-fied ship of Theseus. Where sure. like, we're taking a couple of these things and we're going to make our own thing with it. Right. But yeah, like there, Tarzan is a like, basically a one-man guerrilla army. Oh, no pun intended, but man, but very, that's good. Very good. Ah. Guerrilla, not go. But yeah, he, I mean, he is a, a murder factory in that book. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and the whole, the whole reason he stops doing that is Jane. And so. Wow. Yeah, very interesting. It's interesting. If you got the time, read a read a summary of the first book by Edgar Rice Burroughs is called Tarzan of the Apes. There's 12 Tarzan books. And then about a billion other Tarzan And then about a billion things. other types of Tarzan yeah, media. Comics uh, and this, movies. This movie draws mostly from Edgar Rice Burroughs' first novel, Tarzan of the Apes, as well as a film from the 1940s? 40s, I think. I remember seeing some of that too. I think it's from the 40s. Which anyway, I think I've seen it. There's elements of that film, like Tarzan being a natural mimic and stuff like that, that this movie has adopted. But this is really kind of a hodgepodge of those two stories. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we we end up seeing Tarzan go and find the source of the noise. And it is Clayton firing off his big shotgun into the jungle. It's actually a rifle. Read about that, which is a dumb thing to like correct you on because everyone else thinks it's a shotgun. It's but, double-barreled and dropped shells. It's a rifle for sure. What? I know. Isn't that strange? Because it's like long distance stuff too. Like he's capping people from a long ways away. But it's legitimately designed after a rifle. That is so weird. From That's the, really weird. Because this is supposed to be set in like 1911. Yeah, because you can yeah. see Haley's Comet. The majority of the movie takes place in 1911. Yeah. The shipwreck happened in 1898 or something I think like it's that. 1888. 1888, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a rifle. You know what's funny? Is that you could have told me that I was wrong about it being a shotgun and it was one of those guns that looks like a trumpet on the end and I would have been like, yeah, that fits. Blunderbuss? Yeah. One of my favorite words. Glad we stumbled upon that one. That's my super pump. The word blunderbuss. I learned that word from uh, the Farmer Giles story. You guys know what I'm talking about? Nope. Farmer Giles? Anybody. You made that up. Someone please. So anyway, <laughs> help me. Um, that's sort of Tarzan's first contact with people like him. Yeah. Strangers like me. Mm-hmm. And of course, right away they are confused, but also Jane gets whisked away immediately. <laughs> yeah. And that is the moment that I realized that Minnie Driver is the perfect cast. She was so good. She was really, really For good. For Jane. Her I, whole like, this looks like Jane looks like Minnie Driver. She does. Yeah, she actually yeah. does, which was really fun. I read on IMDb that she largely ad libbed. Uh, when she gets back from, you know, when she was like, I don't say by a flying wild man on mm-hmm. loincloth. She ad-libbed most of that. Really? When she's like losing breath. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did great. Man, I really like them apples. Because she's in good wanting. She's a girl with a phone number <laughs> from a movie. She's really funny though. Yeah, she's great in Tarzan. Yeah. Um, and I love their whole first interaction where he takes the glove off and he realizes, oh man, like her hand matches yeah. my hand. And um, this was I love one the, of the, the little detail of Tarzan always keeping his yeah. hands like this, like uh-huh. slightly comes bent, up and has like a gorilla, it. like this yeah. for our podcast, uh, like this. Everybody listening, look at my hands, <laughs> just like this. So the hands, uh, the writer, one of the main writers, did that because that was an actual, real intimate moment that he had with one of his children when they were born hmm. was that they had, they put their hands up to each other. That's really sweet. Wow. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Love that. That is really but, cool. And was that, wait, is that, there There had been other movies that did that, but why does it feel like that was such a big Tarzan thing? I, I associate I, it with Tarzan. I associate it with Tarzan. I don't think I've seen it. I guess places. the other times you've seen it, it's like, intentionally One romantic. side of the glass to the other side of the glass. Yeah, like when Spock dies. Yes. Yeah. 
See, one of the things that I love about this, but this though, was just okay. It's, it's a completely different context. It's not romantic here. I mean, it is, but not intentionally. Like Tarzan is realizing, oh my, like, what I'm, the heck? Yeah, this is what this is what I am. Like these people are what I am. Oh, and I love the interaction, like when they're saying each other's name. Yeah, and he's like, Tarzan? no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. No, no, no. <laughs> and then when when she does the. Uh, she screams, ah, put me down. And he mimics her as they're swinging. He does, yep. they're like, ma, put me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. But I, I want to do a huge pump on all of Tarzan's learning interaction. Okay. Um, and, and we'll get more into that here in just a second. But anytime that he spins in the camp, uh, particularly I want to talk about Strangers Like Me in another really great song. Mm-hmm. But before we can do either of those mm-hmm. two things... I'd like to trash our own camp. Trash it. Mm. Mm. By diverting our path yep. from the yep. path we're currently on yep. and swinging our vine into the jungle hole of... I'm just trying to grab as many metaphors as possible. Like their vines. It's time for Shout Out Welcome to Shout Announcements, the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. <laughs> Here we go. Wax Space and Tyler Station in Dallas. We're in you right now. Doing a podcast. Thanks, like guys. Like the singer in yep. That's it. We drink your coffee, we eat your snacks, and we record podcasts in you. If you're in Dallas and you need a place to work and don't have one, check out Waxbase in Tyler Station. Also, I want to give a shout out to Podbean. Mm-hmm. We pay you money. We put stuff on you. Mostly our podcast. In fact, only our podcast. Podbean. Podbean. Ooh, that's the best we've ever done that. was that. very good. I've got some shout outs. <gasps> this goes out to some more of our chunk ambassadors trying to let people know about the goodness, goodness the goose, and the goodness. The goodness. The, the Luis, goodness of the Dirty Dozen. The Luis Guzmanness. Luis Guzmanness. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Elise. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Castleton. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ben. Ben also has a fun thing uh, happening soon. I was a guest on a good friend of ours and his brother, they have a podcast about the Enneagram uh, that should be coming out around the time of our uh, episode today. Um, What are y'all's Enneagram types? I'm a two. I am a seven with a little bit of eight. I'm a five. Oh, wow. That makes so much sense. Really? (laughs) Yeah, for the two of you. Absolutely. Adam, what are you? Two. He says two. Or he's, or he's chucking a deuce. <laughs> he's like, I'm out. He's like, peace out, guys. Uh, but it's really cool. They have their own uh, take on the Enneagram a little bit to where they try not to make it so much a box, but a lane. Yeah. Uh, and it's really cool. And I was on the two episode. And That's so fascinating. We'll be listening for that. Um, I'll have uh, on episodes after this the name of that, but it is fresh and they're just getting started. So it's kind of been fun to maybe start to see a podcast community yeah, uh, in terms of other friends that we have that are doing this, that, that we can help each other out. So yeah, be sure. on the lookout for that. That's awesome. I have no shout outs to give this week. And so it has fallen on me. You have one. To I mean, announce it, it, why our you, next movie. You're being, you're being so crabby, right? Who's been in your bean curd? So imagine with me this scenario. <laughs> you own a home uh-huh. and you're very excited about this house. Uh-huh. There have been there's been so much rain. Just I lots of rain. Lots and lots and lots of rain. And your grass is very, very tall. Mm-hmm. But you don't have enough money to get anything to cut that grass. Like, right. a, like a lawnmower. Like a mower, yeah. So I know you, what you, you do. I know what you can get. You do only have enough money to buy one cow. Yeah, just one cow. Oh my, I just got it. And so <laughs> I think the the act there's a word for that process of using this cow to cut your grass, and that's when you moo your lawn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's Golly. actually the subject of the next movie. We're going to be talking about the movie Moo Lawn, in which a small town <laughs> farmer doesn't have enough money for a lawnmower, and so he buys a cow to eat his grass. This is not how wow. I remembered it. Wow, the yeah. Chunkies did not know what they were voting it's for. It's super different from when we watched it as children, but. Mulan is a great story about a farmer overcoming economic <laughs> adversity. That's the one where Donny Osmond's like, let's get down to business to cut all that grass. Yeah, I love I it. I think he's like, come on now, cow, eat this at the beginning. But yeah, you remember, you're remembering the alternate version. <laughs> yeah, I guess I <laughs> this am. This is so creative. Mulan, Mulan next week. Uh, this is our... Uh, Number three. Introduction into the top three. Yep. It is. Mulan is the third place movie. We got two more ahead of it. And we're 
So excited for all of yeah. these top three Thank movies. you. Thank you to everyone who voted. Oh, yeah. You have, uh, we have tricked you into making our lives very, very So fun. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Ha ha. Surprise. You. <laughs> you made me have a good gotcha. time. Gotcha. Made you look. Made you look. Very nice. Well, I think the best <laughs> thing to do to end this section <laughs> is just to slowly fade out. We're back from that section and we're in the podcast again. Dude, I'm not even going to have to edit this one to fade you out. I know, I'm doing it so for great. you. Thank you. Hey, can we talk about those songs that we teased before we jumped into that portion of our podcast? Uh-huh. Absolutely. So the very first thing that we get here is Trashin' the Camp. Trash it up. Later resurrected with InSync. Yep. <laughs> which is awesome. Potentially the spiciest take in the history of our podcast. Trashin' the Camp is... My super dump. <gasps> Wait, no, no, no. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to no, throw no, up. I'm going to no. throw up. My reaction sounds similar to yours, Jordan, but it's because it's also my super dump. I'm going to throw up. I'm throwing up. Trashing the camp is my super dump. The whole movie just stops. Yeah. And they sing a song. They take, they kind of take Phil away. Yeah. Even though he'll reprise with sync. He the Phil, the Phil Collins in sync one is very good. It is very. Good. It is. I know. I'm saying. But, I'm saying. Movie trashing the camp. But guys, Jordan's actually crying. Movie trashing the camp sucks. It does. It is. But it's awesome. It stands out in not the right way. <laughs> exactly. It feels like we we stop this movie and we go back and say, let's pause the whole story. Oh yeah. And have these monkeys sing and jump around because guys. there might be some four year olds that watch it. And granted. I was a small child when this came out and I did see it at Disney World. Nice. I was in Orlando when it came out. I don't like nice. to talk about it. It's like a really big deal for me, but whatever. But we do pause the movie so these crazy. cartoon characters can jump around and dance around to keep children entertained. Yeah, I mean it felt like a good a good roller coaster you'd been waiting in line for a while. It's doing it's it's giving you everything you've wanted. Yeah. You've you've clicked all the way up and you're going on the way down. You're about halfway through and it kind of has an abrupt halt and doesn't yep. kill. Luckily, it doesn't kill the rest of the ride for it me. It doesn't, but the momentum really, really suffers because of yep. this. Yep, and a part of it too is I don't, I don't like so much Rosie O'Donnell as Turk. No, um, Jordan. Hey, man, what do you? Th- is this a triple super dump? Huh? All the same one. This is like hurting me. I'm sorry, dude. I wasn't expecting this. I didn't emotionally prepare to. What's your take on this scene? I think it's really fun. Uh, yeah, it serves no purpose, and it. I totally. I like when they're when they're on the typewriter and it and it dings and they're like, oh, like that part was funny to me. Yeah, I think I think maybe that's that feeds into why I don't really have a problem with it. I actually agree with most of your points that you're making. I think that it totally does stop the flow of the movie, yeah. but I I think that it does serve a purpose. I thought I was gonna, and have- I think the purpose is they. It was a fun way of showing the gorillas interacting with human technology for the first time and being wowed by it. And sure. then also an excuse for an awesome song. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the Phil Collins in sync version, so fun. Yes. Like, I think we've all sung that together in a kitchen at a camp when we were working. Easily. Yeah. Together because we were just hitting all these <laughs> concerts. More it's than been once. for Big Chief at school. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I thought I was going to have a much harder time finding my super dump. I also like Rosie and then, Turk. And then I forgot about this. And I said, oh, thank goodness. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't bother me at all. Actually. It, yeah, I really I like it actually feels weird to me that this is a song that the characters in the movie sing because none of the others are. Yeah. Like that is if a little we, diff- if except we were going unless through, you count Glenn Close starting uh Yeah. You'll be in my heart. <laughs> Whoa, I had the weirdest breathe in just like, <laughs> So I'd like to add that it's your body rejecting your bad opinion about this them, song. So the way that they the power they gave Phil Collins for this soundtrack was in effort to pull away from the show toony kind of stuff yeah, that we were talking right. about in Hercules, because that's what they wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and it was effective when he completely was singing. I agree. So yeah, this is this is for sure of the original songs, like of the what am I looking for here? Like not instrumental soundtrack stuff. This is the weakest song on the soundtrack for sure. Um, as a song, it is just so much fun to me. And maybe that's nostalgia glasses, but I just think it's a blast. But I actually really understand where you're coming from as far as like... It's good. I'm proud of you. It just halts the movie entirely. <laughs> yeah. Like before it continues on. Yeah. 
But the oh, good news is… So why do you love it? Like it's your super pump. Why? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We do pretty much immediately get one of my other favorite songs of this entire movie though. Once everybody kind of shows back up at camp and realizes what's been going on. Mm-hmm. And Tarzan comes back to start learning about mm-hmm. who he is and learning their language and learning about… Um, you know, people in London and and what mankind has been up to in the, you know, 23 years since he got shipwrecked. Yeah. Um, Strangers Like Me. So that song rules so much. Oh my goodness. It's Some of so the coolest good. chords and yeah. like the lyrics are incredible. And <laughs> wait, I know you know what that means, but the way you said that sounded like somebody who has no idea what, like this chords are so cool. And I heard one of the guitars, right. it, even, it even played, it even played a part of it. And it was amazing. <laughs> I was being for real. <laughs> it's the coolest chords. And even, would you even listen to the drums? I mean, can you believe it? They go smack, smack, bang. And uh, most songs I know go bang, bang, smack. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins, he's crazy. But um, I, I love the scene of him uh, after Jane and the professor have fallen asleep in their chairs and he is still awake, just flipping through all the different yeah. pictures. It's so cool. It lands on the flowers. It's just incredible. Yeah. And this is when he actually lets Bill uh, take a verse. Yeah. Did you catch yeah. that? Yeah. It's amazing. It's pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that when you hear that slide yeah. guitar a little bit? <laughs> it kind of does one of those. Yeah, I remember. Oh, it's so good. It's great, dude. The chords. Yeah, yeah. Believe dude, it. those chords. <laughs> Such chords. Chords are a thing in music, Doge. <laughs> They're called vines, dude. I like that part too. <laughs> Everybody liked that part, dude. It's the whole movie, man. <laughs> You're not special. Mode of transport, dog. Oh, man. Uh, good. <laughs> so we get strangers like me. We do, yeah. And so does he. But after that, things sort of start to fall apart. Yep. Because he brings the flowers to Jane, and what are they doing? They're leaving. Mm. They haven't seen any gorillas. <laughs> None. <laughs> Not even one. No go realize. And Clayton, the conniving son of a gun, he says, you know what? I bet Jane would stay if you'd bring her to the whole reason she came in the you first place. only show this, her this the is, gorilla. Yeah. This is why, this manipulation is why he is considered a brilliant uh, villain. Yeah. Yeah. And he is, he is just an atrocious man. Like... His whole, his yeah, motivation, his yep. his methods, the, like, he's just brutal Everything and but mean. broad, right? I guess we couldn't yeah. really make an argument that he is going anywhere outside sure, of this yeah. environment. Sure, yeah. I would say he's destroying Tarzan's whole world. While he's traveling whole world. from a very far off place to yeah. another place, I don't think that makes him. Sure, but what what is so interesting about him is he is a villain that if you threw him, if you took him back to London, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be an evil person, I bet. I think he's just kind of a rich... Yeah, he might be a jerk. He's probably a jerk and he's probably selfish, but he's not... I don't think he just goes around murdering people. Yeah, he feels kind of like a smarter Gaston. A lot of this... Where where there were some uh, semblances between Hercules and Lion King, this felt like there was some Beauty and the Beast stuff. Yeah. Um, He is such a contextual villain in that Exactly, yeah. Even down to like... There's some other stuff too, like what Jane wears looks so much like Belle's gown. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? And then he's kind of beastly, Tarzan. But, oh, for sure. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. And, and you, these are the kind of things, too. You know it's good when Disney has done enough to surprise you and be like, wow, what a crazy thing I never thought of that you just start trying to fabricate it. Yeah. Right? You just start coming up with these things that were like, I'm just going to give them credit. And then they start making money. Like, they're playing with house money at that point. Right. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. adding to the snowball that is just this massive, now owns the world everything. Did you hear that <laughs> yeah. Disney also just bought us? They own two chunks now. Wow, oh that gosh. would actually be, be incredible. <laughs> really, really rad. I would love if that would happen. Disney, while you're acquiring everything else in the world, <laughs> do you want to go ahead and snag your boys? There is shout announcements now. <laughs> we are for sale. <laughs> and our price is unbelievably low. <laughs> Please give us money. Thank you so much. Anywho, listen, Disney, who's going to work with you? You have the reputation. Who wants to be partners with Disney? We do. We do. Our standards are non-existent. So, Tarzan <laughs> leads a crew back to the gorillas because he loves Jane and he wants her to stay. He has Tantor and Turk dress up as Jane and Professor Archimedes Cube Porter. Which is so good. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I love the trunk. Yes. As the professor. 
really the trunk funny. is great. And the whole like, that outfit like is, I thought it was revealing. That outfit is slimming on you. I thought it was a little revealing. <laughs> so good. It's very good. But lures Kerchak away so that we can meet up with our homies. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, once we get there, it does not go well. No. It starts because uh, everybody gets to wrestle with some cute babies. And, and that's pretty cute. It is when everyone's cute. like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, what did I say? And he's like, I love, said, James stays James with Tarzan. Stays with Tarzan. Yeah. I love seeing yeah. the other side too of, because he's technically Tarzan's been talking like that for more than half of the movie. Yeah. But right. they've just kind of let us hear it in English. Um, but it's kind of cool to see from the other angle. I thought that was a good move. Right. That is, uh, that's an Edgar Rice Burroughs thing. He gave the apes a rudimentary vocal language. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Super cool. But uh, Kerchak shows up and Tarzan has to hold him off because he goes berserk. Yeah. And uh, and then now we get to see like, Nick oh, Cannon. this is what separates him from, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, wow. this is what separates him from like a normal dude. Right. Like, he is very strong. And I, he was yeah. designed to show peak physical condition of a man. They talked to, I don't know who works with anatomy. What doc, what, what profession is that? Anatomist. An anatomist. That can't be right. They, they talked with an anatomist. It is now. An anatomist. Anatomist? They talked with an anatomist. And she was there? She was there um, to design Tarzan. To be wow. like, hey, these are real muscles for the for the boys that are peak, peak condition. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. And, and I do think that I like that. I love the idea of Clayton, who thinks that he's bested Tarzan in every way, watches Tarzan take down a full-grown silverback gorilla. Yes, very much so. Like, that's pretty awesome. Very much so. And we don't have the big fight yet, so right, yeah. It's it's kind of a trick. It makes you feel like there's going to be big, big, big stuff happen, but it doesn't. Not yet, because um, Tarzan and Kerchak kind of get mad at each other, and Kala takes Tarzan to the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. as much as I love this scene, I want to talk about my super dump really quickly. That was almost mine. Um, it's not the house itself. I love everything that happens in the house. Yeah. But this leads to, and it actually falls under the same, like Tarzan speaks with an American act. Like it's all sort of the same thing, which is this weird, they were so cool about so many things in this movie and then just so like not really thinking about it with others. Tarzan's lived on this same coast for like 23 years and he's never once seen a house up in a tree and said, I'm going to go check that out real quick. Yeah, Like she's showing it to him for the first time. That just makes no sense to me. Um. And it's it's stuff like that. And so in then the original novel, he finds it as like a preteen. Right. Yeah. The condition it was in too didn't seem too much different from the opening scene. Seems like maybe some some of the uh, what was it baboons from earlier in the movie would yeah. have maybe moved in or well, something. Well, I mean, why do you think that Tarzan's parents' bodies aren't there? Yeah, that's fair. Oh, they got chomped by the monkeys. Monkey chomp. That's fair. Monk chomp. They got mopped. They got mopped. Monkey chomp. Monk chomp. <laughs> So it's my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> Monk the chomp, two chomp, two chunk, two chunk monkey chomp. <laughs> so um, Tarzan sort of learns that that's the deal and decides that he's going to go back to London and comes out look, looking dapper as I've ever seen a man. Those calves are monstrous. It's unfair because Tarzan has used to be fat calves. But he never did, huh? And most of us have to work pretty hard to get the. <laughs> I think it's because I think it's because he carries stuff twixt his toes. You think that's it? You that's my head cannon for the big calves. Secret? Well, he like grabs vines and stuff with his calves. You got to use some muscle down there, yeah, right? Why not yeah, calves? I, so. I mean, I'm not. I've, I've got no. Why not calves? Why not? No calves? argument. I, and that's sort of our message here at Two Chunks and a Hunk is got to be something. Your, use your calves for whatever you have to. Got to yeah. be something. Why not for calves? whatever you have to. Nice. Calves are worth nurturing for ultimately becoming, adding to the to the collective Mulan. So I was about to say, oh, if you is. take care of them, they'll grow up and moo your lawn for you. Yeah. Milk. Anyway, Tarzan heads down to the boat to go to London. And it's very sad. Adam's and, element. It feels weird to see him in. Yeah, uh, I don't like it, but I love it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and I do love his goodbye with Kala. Is when he's in his dad's suit the only time we see him walk on two legs? No, he does sometimes when he's mimicking Clayton and stuff like that. But is this the only time that he's not mimicking? That he's trying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he puts on his dad's clothes and he tries this identity of human. I think a little bit. Right? Yeah. He tries this identity of civilized man. He has clearly already practiced it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he's he's done it mimicking people and he's done it 
trying it on, but this is the time that he decides to do it himself and be Tarzan on two legs. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Um, of course, Clayton has a has a scheme, and it makes me. It finally closes the the final nail in the coffin of my hatred for Clayton when he throws everybody in those cages to go get yeah. the gorillas. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. Pretty pretty conniving, dude. Mm. How on earth? Did Tantor climb up the side of this boat? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. More importantly, what? how on earth is this boat supposed to carry like <laughs> dozens of gorillas if it tips because of an elephant? Because of one, one elephant. That's funny. I do love... Who, who Spider-Man climbs the side of it? I like, do love no his rescue that. though. It's a great rescue, but how did he get up there? <laughs> the professor's like, oh, sounds just like an elephant. <laughs> so good. But... Almost my super pump for this movie is Tarzan stripping off his person clothes while he's running. Yeah. And the drums are just going crazy. Well, because yeah. it's his element now. Yeah. It's like and, he's and got it, the upper You hand. know he's back and it's time yeah. to oh, go. for sure. It's so good. Why did Clayton remind me so much of Jamie Lannister? Interesting. Yeah, something about him. It's the accent a little bit, I think. It is the yeah. accent similar a little accents. bit. It's like the high British. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's sort of a snooty like... It's a I'm Lannister for you. sure. Yeah. He's a Lannister in He's that. He's a Lannister, yeah. No doubt. That's funny. We won't we won't start doing that with everybody, but sure. But I, but, but I can I see it to. too. Yeah. Um but yeah, Tarzan comes in and just whoops it all. I mean, he he yeah. frees Kala, he beats up all the poachers, and finally it's mano imano here in the jungle. Excellent fight. Excellent Again, almost no, we gotta talk about Kerchak. Well, oh, that, yeah. we don't realize that till the fight's over. We oh, know really? he gets shot, but we... There's we a gunshot. No, it's one gotcha. of those that we don't see the shot necessarily no, we see, happen. we see him. He grabs himself and falls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I moved away from the mic. But You're he does right. grab himself and fall down. Yeah. And that... Because that's what makes Tarzan lose it. That's true. Because he, pull, he pulls true. the trigger and Kerchak goes down. And but that's the realization is not till after. No, right. So, yeah, this fight... Cool. Against so Clayton. good. But I, yeah. here, here's what I said last night watching it. How dumb do you have to be to go after Tarzan in the trees. Yeah. yeah. I think he was just blind to like ambition. Like he yeah, was like, maybe. Well, I'm capable. I think he is, he is the, he's the paragon, kind of the viewpoint of uh, the man versus nature conflict. That man wins the because pride. man is man. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's his, yeah. that's Clayton summed up in a literary sense. So you're saying his pride is literally what? Exactly. Causes his, him to go His up confidence there. in his civilizedness is what said, well, I'm better than this civilized, this uncivilized man. I am civilized. He is no match for me no matter what. And I actually appreciated the state of disarray that Clayton is in by the time this fight is. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. And, you know, so blinding all to the, over and so blinding to the point that it's like he, I mean, he's the one who killed himself. So the death of Clayton is incredibly morbid brutal a great name for a concept album yeah the death of clayton and, and they they give us just a thunder just enough to see his shadow his silhouette on the tree and tarzan is trying to stop him he's trying oh, to yeah. warn him. Yeah. clayton clayton no no clayton and it's then rough yeah it, i mean that's an intense death yeah Super it's intense. the only i think it's the only antagonist death by hanging that we have yeah he's not the he's not so. the only one to fall to his death right because that happens a lot. Sure. It's I mean, Hades stopping. even had that. It's the stopping that got him, though. Yep. <laughs> and then the scene, though, of that machete in the ground that just ching, like right down to the ground. I yep. mean, that was just really, there were some awesome shots. Yeah. It's it a so great well shot. The the lightning with the silhouette and the machete and Tarzan and the truth. Like, yep. Excellent. That's well done. Excellent. But then we get, you know, the, the real death of, of Kerchak and, and telling Tarzan, you know, I, I see now that I was wrong. Yep. You know, you you are one of us. Also, we don't. This is the only death that we see where there's not tears from the from the protagonist. He doesn't cry. Interesting. And a lot of that is supposed to be. There's a lot written about the relationship between him and, like, really the heart of it. And literally, when we have that scene that we talked about earlier, when he's an adolescent by the mud, like it's it's Kala and Tarzan. It's Kerchak was never really accepting of him, right? Um, and who's to say ultimately if he really was at the end? And so Tarzan was kind of a just jaded in a way, which is kind of a really deep concept for a Disney character, yeah. but no tears were shed for. And, for and, I, and I think it's clear that he was still sad, but it right. did it did almost feel more like sadness for losing a respected leader versus a father figure. And sadness that's what I'm for saying, Kala that, losing her mate yeah. right. or something, you know? Is that what causes Tarzan to kind of fly off the handle at Clayton? Is it that 
you killed, you have shot my dad, or is it you have hurt my family by shooting their leader? I think that's what it is. That's kind of what well, I read too. And and I think there's probably a part of it of I wasn't done trying to earn his respect yet. Yeah. Like you're cutting yeah. off part of something that I was trying to do. Yeah. Um and I think that, of course, there's also like love for his love for Kala of like she's going to be hurt by this. Yeah. And there has to, at some point, 23 years in living in the same troop of gorillas, you got to have at least some amount of love and respect for the leader. Kerjack. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, I think it's a little of this, little of that type of situation. Um, but the ending of this movie is so great with, um, Jane jumping back in and then the professor with his like, people get lost in the jungle all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what am I doing? That kind of a great. thing. Is so, I really did like that. And, and something else I love about it is my first thought every time she jumps off is always, she's going to regret that in about 24 hours. She's going to be yeah, like, Tarzan is cool, but I'm alone. But what do we eat? Bugs? Right. And when- And they're not Lion King bugs. Right. They're not they big juicy nasty. grubs. But when, <laughs> when Professor jumps in, then I start to go, she can do it now. Yeah. She's got some extra support. She can do it now. Yeah. And the final scene of him swinging and like them- Vine surfing together. I mean, it's just so good. Yeah. yeah. It closes up so. so nice. She gets her own like Tarzan jungle type garb. Yeah. Learns to swing a little bit. It's nice. <laughs> it's real nice. <laughs> it's time to rate this movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, doesn't, doesn't the intro and outro, like the Tarzan title on the screen feel so much like Jumanji? Yes. Very Dude, the much. way it just boom. Like, it just, just goes. It just feels like and I'm not saying this word in the same way that people use it to describe Call of Duty 360 no scope headshots. I'm saying it in the actual dictionary <laughs> definition. Like it is epic. It is like yeah. It's yeah. Like, very. It's like the Mountain Dew Code Red of movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's epic, dude. It's gamer fuel. It's so epic. Fuels Goodness. my games. Let's play WoW and eat Doritos. It's the it's the purple bag chili Doritos. Of hey, movies. hey, 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 hey! Those hey, are so good off. though. Those are <laughs> so hey, good hey, though. Hey, hey, those are good. Hey, hey! It's time to rate this movie. And much like Clayton, we're bringing science to the table <laughs> with the scientific cinema scale. It's perfect, and it is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that poster. The next best thing we can ever say is buy it, followed by rent it, then stream it, then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we can ever say about a movie. God has forsaken us. I'm only doing that because I missed it last time. That's fair. I just had to catch up. I'm going to go first. And this movie for me is an own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. I really do love this movie. It was so hard for me to think of a super dump. It's one of my all-time favorite movie soundtracks. It is so much fun to watch. I love Tarzan. The character, I mean, I could watch this. I could have finished it and started it over from the beginning immediately. And it is awesome. I think I went into it. Honestly, I think I went into this thinking it was going to be a rent. Wow. Um, Because I was going to try and make some kind of argument that like you can't let the soundtrack completely be what carries it. <laughs> right. But then to watch it again, um, and even in adulthood too, and just to see the depth of the story and how well the story was done and the animation, it really checked so many boxes. Yeah. So it's a buy it. It's a yeah. buy it for me. Um, it's it's moved up my list wow. after, after a thoughtful rewatch. That's awesome. Um, because really, I think it was, I'd love to see uh, how many CDs, because this was the 90s, how many CDs compared to how many DVDs were sold. Uh, Interesting. This. this was the second movie I ever got on DVD. That's awesome. The first really Peter cool. Pan. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Super Pump was more than just good music. It was a good uh, supporting actor. To In the, Phil to Collins' film. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. So, and and Tarzan was one of the. There had been a drought of Oscar wins. Uh, it was uh, Go the Distance had won for Hercules back in ninety five seven. Is it seven? Yeah. So maybe it was even Hercules didn't win something. It was something in 95 won. And then there was a big gap and then this did. And then there was another big gap after this. There was, was Mulan, nominations. Did Mulan win for reflection? I don't know. I don't know. Was because that 95? I don't know. No, I don't don't either. I'm not sure. But it it won. It obviously Phil won for, um, I think it was You'll Be In My Heart actually. Yeah. There's a lot of awesome. those that could have won, but I think it was nominated for more than one. But yeah. anyways, buy it. It's going to be a very high buy it for mm. me. 
Um, I think if you get rid of Trash in the Camp from the movie, I'll buy the poster. Or even just put the in sync version in. Just don't make the characters sing it. I'll buy the poster. But very high buy it for me. So, so very, very good. It's a great one. So good. Make sure you tune in next week when we review Mulan for our third place and first of the top three in the Disney Dozen. Yes. We're very excited about that one. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. And to end today's show, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like us to say our name and which modern boy band we would like to replace in Trash in the Camp instead of NSYNC. Easy. Can I go first? That's not how this works, and you know that. It never works. Fine, I go last. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. The Jonas Brothers. Mm. I'm Doge. It's got to be Air Supply. (laughs) They performed on The Bachelor. They're modern. So they're modern. They're back again. They're back. Air Supply's back. And I'm Carter. And I'm going to use the world-breaking K-pop group, BTS. And they're going to do a version of Trash the Camp that will blow your mind. Rock the airwaves, truly. 100%. Thanks for joining us. This has been Two Chunks. And I'm... (laughs) For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.